This upcoming school year, teachers are playing a critical role in helping families adjust to the new normal, whether that be in the classroom or at home. We need to support our teachers now more than ever. That's why Clorox is donating $1 million to Clear the List Foundation to help supply the resources teachers need to set their students up for success. Clorox is also offering you a chance to win $5,000 for your back-to-school needs, plus $20,000 for your local school to prepare for the year ahead. To enter, visit Clorox.com. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power. I am Xavier Woods. I am Big E, formerly known as Big E Langston. One day I just showed up to work and my last name was gone. And I am Kofi Kingston. So, E. Yes. I would like you to start because you have the longest relationship with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I know. That's yeah, why I okay. said Big E at the beginning of the uh, sheet. Well, I just like to, I like the awkward oh, uh, oh, segues. Yeah, you oh, know yeah, that. yeah. I'm sure so, you know. so, <laughs> so, sir. I don't know why I thought this podcast was going to be any different from the shenanigans we do at work. Like, Yeah, you thought this was going to be a professional podcast? Yeah. Oh, no. You thought this would be well-organized? No. I did, but I'm so glad it's not. I'm so glad it's not. <laughs> not at all. Is that a good thing that it's not organized? I don't know. That's, that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, we just show up as we are. Anyways, uh, Naomi, we go way back because we, uh, I will say you're younger than me. I am old. I'll say I am old, but I've known you for over a decade now, and that's yeah, kind of scary. It's wild. 2009. So you got to yeah. FCW. I got there in August of 2009. And I want to say you got there like a month later, maybe a few weeks. You were right after me. August 30th was my first day. And I don't think you know this, but you were the first person when I walked into FCW that I saw. You was there before everybody. I thought I was going to be there before everybody. Mm-hmm. Trying to be the first one, being all extra. And you beat me to the punch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were just sitting there on the chair with your little, your little fit on that <laughs> with one of your um, collar shirts. One of, I think it was the brown one, like the infamous collar shirt that you oh, still have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yup. So I was really into earth tones uh, for a while, and I used to wear <laughs> it's like it was like a polo tight brown yep, shirt with one. a collar, and I think I'd wear like my brown Steve Harvey slacks too for promos mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I was just trying to, you know, I was trying to rock with the earth tones. I figured let the skin match the clothes. That's what I was going for. And I forgot about that shirt. I haven't worn it in a while, but I'm pretty sure it's still in a closet somewhere. Please don't ever get rid of that shirt. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> that shirt's legendary. It's legendary. I've seen that shirt, man. You know? Oh, and, and I'm going to find a picture of you definitely that had shirt. It. Yeah. With that, that's crazy that you had that, like, what you I said, wore it on 2009? The road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I wore it on the road when I first came up for a little bit. 
But you were in that always in that mode because it's 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 the brown shirt with the dark pants with the stripes on them. Yep, <laughs> that was that was the fit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That was, that was you know, back there. Whenever we had to be formal, that was the look. <laughs> but this this episode is not about me. All right, it's not about me. No, let's make it all about you. <laughs> no no no. We here to talk about you, Naomi Knight. So you obviously came from. Did you come directly from? Uh, cheerleading with the magic or dancing with the magic or was there like space between right from there and I was waiting to hear back after I did my tryout and met you and seen you for the first time I went back for like like three months and then I was waiting for a call back and I had got really like down because I was like dang I just like I didn't get it and so my third year of Orlando magic auditions were about to start and then I got the call like right before I, I thought like, well, I won't be a wrestler, you know, keep dancing. And then like literally like the week before tryout, FC Dub called and was like, yeah, we uh, want to sign you to developmental. And I was like, so I was so happy because magic was fun. But I was also at that point to where like, all right, I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life because <laughs> <laughs> magic ain't paying the bills. It's fun. It's exciting. You get to experience so much. I got to travel. You just got to um meet so many different unique people and be in so many cool environments. But at the same time, it was a hustle. It was a grind. We got $50 per game. You didn't get to perform every game because there was a roster of 20 girls. So we would rotate games. And there was only like during the season, maybe two to three games a week. And you were lucky if you were on the game. And so most of us were either full-time students or had full-time jobs. So like, at the time, I was just, I was so stressed out. I was going to school. And then I had a full-time job overnight as a facilitator for, at a teen pregnancy facility that I worked at for a couple years. And then I did the magic during the day. And then what people also don't realize is that magic, it's a full-time schedule. Like we had rehearsals, four-hour rehearsals every week, several days out of the week. You still had to work out. You still had to train. You still had to look the part. You still, you couldn't gain a certain amount of weight while you were on the um, team. So it was, it was a lot. And I was just like, I'm just working too hard. Like, I got to figure out what that next transition and chapter is in my life to make a living and, you know, figure out how I'm going to get through. And then that's where wrestling came in. Didn't know much about wrestling, but um, just seeing it live for the first time. I was like 21. I saw the girls perform. I didn't even know women could wrestle, could do it like that. Like I didn't, I knew nothing about wrestling other than like Hulk Hogan, you know, and that's because my brother was a fan growing up. But other than that, I didn't know the magnitude of it, how big it was, how the lifestyle, I didn't know anything until I got into it. And I was just like, wow, never planned to make a a life or a career out of it. It was just kind of looking for just trying to figure out my life and then fell into it. With that being your background and your experience that, that you've gone through, was there a point where you realized, okay, like this is for me. Cause I feel like, so for me, like I knew I wanted to wrestle since I was like a, like a baby, you know? And so I know we talk about a lot with E, like E got into wrestling differently, but like he very quickly found out like, this is for him. So what, what do you remember what that moment was for you that when it clicked, like, okay, this is, this is what I want to put everything that I have of myself into. I think it was once I finally debuted and got to like be on the road and not even like um, the Funkadactyl debut. I think it was like the NXT debut and performing in front of the crowd, in front of the arenas, which is way different from developmental. 
and just finally making it that far and feeling that and experiencing that. Because in the beginning, it was it, it was really hard for me in the beginning because like leaving home, I come from a, a small, I'm built from Orlando, Florida, but I'm from actually from Stanford, Florida, which is a small town outside of Orlando. So um, come from a very close knit family. So that was my first time away from home. And then like leaving dance and everything I knew to move to Tampa and completely just take a risk and start doing something I had no idea about. And just, it was, it was like a, like culture shock almost. Like it was very overwhelming. Like just learning how to bump, like the physical part of <laughs> like, you know, just going through that first beginning part of getting your body used to the bumping and then like a new social environment and just learning the the rules of wrestling and the etiquette of wrestling. And then just being in all of that by myself, I was just like, for a long time, I was like, what the have I done? Like, what if I don't make it? <laughs> I don't left home. I don't left my jobs. I don't left my, you know, the stuff I had going for me. And I'm like, if this is, if this don't work out and if I don't pick this up or if I don't make it and then seeing so many people through developmental that didn't make it and, you know, all the new talented people coming in, I was always like very insecure in the beginning because I just, there was so much I didn't know. So that bothered me. I was just scared for a long time until I got to that next level and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be all right. And just making friends and like meeting all the the people down there that did encourage me and that did work with me and did help me. And then of course, me and my husband. That's that's really what that's really what got me through. This was woo. I, I was I was struggling. I was struggling, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was crazy now that I think back on all that. I think that's impressive to me. You know, you talk about it happening fast is that like uh, when people come into the business having like no background and then they're able to do so well, like for me, I don't know what your tryout looked like, but I'm sure that, you know, the the coaches and whatnot who were, who were watching you do the drills could see that you brought something special to the table. And it's like you didn't need you at that point, you probably didn't even know like yeah. what you had, you know what I'm saying? So like when you was like, <laughs> when you were just talking about like, you know, having to learn the rules of wrestling and this, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I thought I came in and I was green, but like I've been watching wrestling for my entire life. So I knew what the, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I knew all that, but to have to learn all of that from the ground up is just so, so impressive. And cause you know, everybody doesn't make it. You have people who like, who, who have been training, and doing this for a very, very long time, who know the rules, who know, I guess, a little bit of what the psychology would be, and they don't make it, you know? And so it's just such a testament to you to like, you know, to again, like completely leave one field that you, did you play sports in high school or what, what did you play? I did a uh, track. Okay. Yeah, I was a sprinter. Two, yeah. I did the 200 relay and the four by one. I did the long jump and then cheerleading, dance, all that. Cheerleading and dance too. That's just wild to me that you can, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a credit, a, a <laughs> testament to the, uh, the, the talent of somebody to be able to like pick up from one Thank field you. and apply that to, to this and then make it like, it's just, it's so, it's so wild to me to think about that. Cause I don't think we've like, I, like, you know, we, we've talked about like your background and everything like that, but I don't know for whatever reason, like right now it's kind of hitting me like, oh my God, like you can't, you, you didn't know <laughs> anything about this, you know? And just, I just, no. I'm so impressed by that. Thank you. Like you said, you talked about that revolving door. 
that we saw in FCW, just people in and out like every couple of months. Like, I feel like a lot of people like, who did come in with no experience, there was that idea of like being like the cookie cutter wrestler because like we all learn under the same roof and stuff. But again, someone who didn't have any experience in the field came in. And to, to me, like you're one of the most like diverse people that I've seen in a ring Thank and you. to sort of come in with no experience and then to be able to have that type of creativity and to apply it to in ring. It's like, that's, that's an amazing ability that you have. Thank you. Yeah. We're just here to shower you. That's all we, we just brought you on so we could praise that's you. All. That's all. That's all we wanted. But one of the things that, that you mentioned too, which a lot of people don't even think about is wrestling etiquette is so different. When I walked yeah. in and you were supposed to shake everyone's hands, I've done team sports my whole life, and that's never been a thing where, where, like, if you don't shake everyone's hands, all it takes is one influential person to say, oh, you're disrespectful or that you didn't, you know, that you just didn't offer the proper respect. And there's just a lot about the wrestling culture, but stuff like that takes an adjustment, too. But you figured that out. Like, I don't remember you ever having a reputation for being anything less than kind and hardworking and just being an ideal member of the roster bro okay so this is this is where john comes in and he probably <laughs> saved my damn job because i was so green and i re- i remember one time like this was like i was just new and after practice um i finished and i was like well thank you guys bye everybody i'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs> and i left out the front door everybody was just looking like what the hell is she going like <laughs> I didn't help break down the ring. Like I didn't help. I wasn't the last one to leave. Like practice was over. And I was just like, I thought everybody just left. I didn't know that, you know, you stay, you help, you break down and like you're new. You need to be the last one out the door, not the freaking first one out the door. And I remember John pulled me to the side. It was like, Hey, you can't leave like that. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, no, it's, that's kind of like, it's rude. Like it's disrespectful. Like you got to stick around, make sure your locker room's clean, make sure, you know, you help clean up, help. You know what I mean? You just got to like pay your dues. And then he gave me that whole talk. And I was like, I remember the next day I came back, I was so embarrassed because I felt like people were talking about it. Like, no, she didn't just leave like that. So I had to come <laughs> back and like correct it and apologize. And like, yeah, it's like little lessons like that, that can really like mess you up if you don't know you know, with people and the way you're perceived. And it was like little, a bunch of little lessons like that where the boys really helped me to learn. It's so weird because there's not like a rule book and nobody sits you down and says, hey, okay, so this is how we work here. This, we do this, this, and this. It's like, <laughs> right. you either, you just get thrown into the fire and like, if you burn up, it's like, well, all right, see yeah. you later. <laughs> and then it's like, you're expect you're expected to know. There, there's no yeah. rule book, but you're expected to know all the rules. Like nobody, like nobody explains it to you until like somebody messes up. And then it's like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. You know, you like learn from other people's mistakes. And yeah, it's wild. Yep. It's wild out there. It's crazy. It's, it's wild out there. In the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Between these ropes. Between these ropes, bro. I remember uh, Dr. Tom, when I was first like learning to lock up and just have like, you know, the practice drills and practice matches. It was, I was so nervous. I would just smile. I had like this nervous smile. So I would be in there locking up and like, (laughs) and remind you, they had me as a heel when I first came in. So I would always just be smiling, like wringing the arm, working the arm, but I would have this stupid (laughs) smile on my face. So Tom just got fed up one day. Like he got in the ring and he tore me like a new one. Like, 
you know, really explaining to me, like, this ain't a game. Like, why are you smiling? If you're in a fight, would you, would you be smiling? Would you be, no, like, but that was really hard for me to like, stop doing that. It was, it was a really like, it was a nervous habit. And Dr. Tom, I remember one day, like he just laid into me and kind of, kind of made me like tear up. And after that, I never did that no more though. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I came in there with a game face after that. And I, that was like something I didn't even realize I was doing, but it just irked the hell out of him. And it's just like stuff like that. Like, learning baby and heal and like it was rough man (laughs) and two at that time the girls it was only like five or six of us at the time we didn't have a big roster like you know we do now or like nxt has so it was crazy (laughs) it's crazy it's insane even even through all that time uh because i know like you and e obviously knew each other for long because i got there in like what 2010 and so y'all were there for like when I came to try out and I just remember like everybody being so nice and so kind and hoping like, oh man, I hope, I hope these guys like me if I get the chance to come back. And I remember when I did, uh, you're one of the people that came and like dapped me up and gave me a big hug. You're like, oh, so happy you got a job. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys are, you guys are so nice here. <laughs> yeah, man. I knew you before, um, from AJ. From AJ Lee. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's how I knew you before you came in. Yeah. She would always speak like highly of you and stuff. Oh well, appreciate it. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the things too, when we talk about being acclimated to pro wrestling when you know so little, like I was a fan as a kid, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, about the in ring, I just thought people just did moves. You know, too. So even learning how to structure a match or learning like why you do certain things. I remember for months, uh, I would just hear this term powder and I and and no one else questioned it. So I would just kind of like shake my head. And then eventually, I think it was like Alex Riley or someone I I had to ask because I was embarrassed. And I still couldn't. I was trying to figure it out the whole time. But it's like, uh, so what what does it mean to to powder? And then he explained the terms of like going to. When a heel leaves the ring as a play, stuff like that. There's no like they don't hand you a textbook and say no. These are the terms we use. This is why matches are structured the way they are. This is why we do what we do here. It's a lot of it's just kind of getting it, and and especially it's also different when like like you said your roster of women was so small that you don't have, and a lot of them are also coming. Some of them have worked for a while, but some of them have also come from similar backgrounds where they don't mm-hmm. have the same experience. And you have, I feel like you have less people within that community of yep. other women when there's only four or five others to kind of explain everything to you. I remember asking uh, Norman, I was like, why does everyone talk like this? And I just thought the wrestling language was weird. <laughs> and there was so many words like, and he was just like, don't worry. In time, you'll be talking like this too. And sure enough, a couple months <laughs> later, <laughs> I'm using all the terminology. It's just funny, man. You got into something that linked us all together for a short amount of time. It's one of my favorite times and you were part of Team Bad and we were doing those those dumb videos trying to help sell each other's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 was the bond like with with them and like why did y'all get end up getting together like that? Y'all don't understand. Those well you do understand. You totally understand. I just think at that time like we was just all like in a point in our careers with Sasha and Tamina where we like, we was just wanting more and wanting to grow and get better. And there's so much changing and happening in the division. 
and just knowing what such a superstar Sasha was and what she was going to be without a doubt. It was just always a pleasure to work with her, to have insight from her for, for me. Like to me, Sasha is like the best we have, in my opinion. Just me and Tamina kind of have been in the game and, and in a while, um, being in the game for a while. It was just like a, a breath of fresh air, you know, just to, to be to be working together and just like just struggling and trying to fight for fight for things. And um, I just think it's something we always had was respect with each other. And we were just super excited to be working with each other. It was just really, really fun times. And I got to work with Sasha in NXT like way before she became the boss and, you know, really kicked off. And I just thought she was always like an amazing person and really admired her, um, her ability and like her love and passion for wrestling. So it was just exciting for us when she came to the main roster and we were able to hang together, ride together, vibe together. It was just, it was just always love and positivity. And I was just wanting to uplift each other and help each other get through the, the main roster struggles. And (laughs) we had, um, we just had fun, man. We just, we just made the best of everything and we just had fun. And those videos at one point was really just all we had to look forward to doing. (laughs) 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 We just got to the point to where, yeah, we just going to get as outrageous and ridiculous with these videos as we can because they were just popping us. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. And sometimes yeah. you just need that creative outlet just to, like you said, like you some days when you're going through the ebbs and flows of your career and sometimes you go through the, you know, the frustrating periods. And I do remember same thing with the three of us. Like there are times where we would go in and just do app theater or make just stupid videos mm-hmm. to pop ourselves. But at least we felt like we're doing something. We're working yeah. on our bond as a group. We're getting to work on our craft and our, our connection. Uh, and that's why I think that we connected so well with you guys is we saw something similar. Is like three really talented women who really yeah. cared about each other. Just hearing the way you talk about Sasha in a way like there's no hint of jealousy or you wanting to like mm-hmm. stifle her shine. And I remember even then, like you spoke of her in the same way then. And I always thought that was so yeah. beautiful. Like you all seem to really care about each other all prospering and succeeding. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't, that much talent and potential and like, you just, you just, you can't deny it. Yeah, that's just something me and Tamina always loved about her. Yeah, just really wanted to like protect too. In our group, in our matches, in in everything. We just, I think we all just really understood that in the dynamic of our group. And I just, I wish we would have got the opportunity to really evolve more, but it was just so much happening at that time. And then, you know, baby girl had to go and do her thing. So (laughs) it was what it was. It was fun while it lasted though. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, just to to go into those skits a little bit more, if you guys who are listening, aren't aware. So uh, it'd be new day and team bad. And we had a collection of what, like, like, I don't know, three or four videos we did together, maybe five. Yeah, but, uh, it was a handful. If you, if you are not aware, so uh, New Day and Team Bad would get together and make these videos to try to help sell each other's shirts. And uh, we each had like our, our male to female counterpart in the group. So we do stuff, we dress up as each other. And it was just a way for us to kind of relax at work. Because like Naomi, like you were saying, it's that, it's that main roster struggle. You, you think <laughs> in your mind before you get there, you're like, before you make it to WWE, it's like, oh, cool. Well, 
I made it here. Now, cool. I'm, I'm here. But no, no, it's like a, a new struggle starts. And then mm-hmm. you make it onto like NXT TV and you're like, cool, I'm here. And you're like, no, no, no. Now a new struggle starts. And then you make it to the main roster and it's like, oh, I'm here. And like, no. Now this struggle is kind of different than any <laughs> other struggle that you've put, been put in front of you. So let's see how you do it, this new one. And it's like, it's like you said, it's that it kind of grinds you down, you know? And so yeah. I have to other people there not just like out in the ring but but backstage too mm-hmm. and just traveling to have that bond and that friendship and the connection and again so like he hinted to us seeing that in you guys really made us want to do things with you and work with you and uh make yeah. these dumb creative videos because those dumb creative videos honestly is like it makes us all happy but i feel like people that that rock with us they see that interaction and they know okay these 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 guys and girls are actually enjoying the things that they're producing and putting out into the world. I'm sorry, but those videos were some of my, some of my best work ever. (laughs) 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 I feel like we was ahead of the game too, because like the social and Instagram, all that stuff. I don't even know if Instagram was, was out at that time. Maybe it was, but I think we were just putting them on Twitter at the time. But I feel like, have we been doing those now? Those videos would have been hell over. I feel like nobody was nobody was really doing them at the time. Then now it's, it's a different game. But yeah. those things, I look back on them now and I be cracking up. Yeah, it was authentic, man. I think I think you know, like Ian mentioned it too, and Woods. Like that's why we identified with you guys so much because your relationship was so authentic and genuine, and it would never like you know, it never seemed like it was a strain. Sometimes you watch certain people and they're trying to like find themselves. Like you're the chemistry was already there. You know what I'm saying? So and then when y'all we were interacting with you guys, it was the same thing. Just like instant (laughs) vibe, you know? Or we talk about something and then you guys would put something on and then we go back and forth. So that was so so much fun, man. I appreciated that time for sure. Just kind of, you know, getting to know you guys like um, outside the ring. And then I think what people uh, appreciate is the fact that when you go and you do something like that and, and it, whether they were like, yeah, I don't know, you might call them like little dumb videos or whatever, but they were done <laughs> on our own, right? Like yeah. off the screen, like to be able to take that time to, to do it on your own and it's good and it flows and it feels good. You know, I think yeah. really do, um, they definitely do appreciate that for sure. So, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was stepping yeah. my editing skills up and all. Like, <laughs> I would be in a car ride, like editing our videos, like so excited about it. Oh, like, oh, I can't wait for Xavier to see this one. <laughs> and at the time, you was like the editing king. So I'd be like, Zay, can you edit this or do this? It was so fun, so funny, so funny. I can't remember. Did you guys? Uh, did you have any say in the three of you getting together as a group, or was it just kind of forced mm-hmm. upon you? When we finally heard that they were making the three teams, we were just like hoping that we got Sash because it just it just fit. And then, yeah. um, yeah, it was almost like it, it almost like wouldn't have made sense for it to be anybody else on our team. I feel like how they structured the teams were like pretty on point. And then um, we were happy we found out ringside one day who was going to be with who. And then. Me and Tamina both just looked at each other and smiled and started jumping up and down like two kids. And then they were like, "You guys, um, go figure out a um team name." And then we all was like, "Well, since we're the heels, since we're gonna be bad, why don't we call ourselves bad?" And then Sasha was like, "Yeah, I like that." And then we was trying to come up with like acronyms <laughs> for it, and that's how we came up with the 
beautiful, beautiful and dangerous. But I think originally it was beautiful and dominating or something stank like that. Oh. <laughs> 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 but we made it. We made it work. Because <laughs> yeah. it was it was you guys. It was uh, PCB. Then we had a uh, Bella team. Bella. It was it just those two, or they have a third? Foxy. Oh, Foxy, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's go ahead and talk about the rumble. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people, uh, <laughs> and I remember when you started first coming around, everyone's like, oh, you see Naomi? Yeah, she's kind of like a female version of you. I'm like, what? Okay. Well, oh, she's black. I'm black. I got long hair. She got long hair. Okay. You know? And then I started seeing you do some stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Well, she got a little athlete over here. Okay. And then I saw you do a springboard. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Her moveset is way better than mine. You know? You start doing all these, like, innovative things. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, she is incredibly gifted and athletic. I'm like... She, 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 everything that she does is better than what I do. So I don't, you know, for me to be mentioned in the <laughs> no same way. breath as you, I'm just like, I don't know. So, and actually, as a matter of fact, you know, back in the day, we used to greet each other and uh, we say, well, isn't that the female version of myself? You know, isn't that the male <laughs> version of myself? And then after a while, I kind of stopped doing that because, you know, over time, like, you know, you start to, to, to forge your own path, right? And um, you see a lot of it now starting to pay off with everybody, you know, wanting you to get your due. You know what I'm saying? But um, (laughs) like it's it's something where like, in my opinion, we were never like the same. We I don't think we did anything like really similar again outside of being two African-American individuals. But, um, you know, you started to kind of just forge your own path and, and, you know, have a crazy moveset and then embrace like the whole feel the glow thing and like reinvented yourself in that aspect. And your entrance was amazing. And a funny story about that was that like, I think back in like 2010, I was with the merch team. We're trying to come up with like different shirts Mm -hmm. and they have all these terrible designs. And one of them was like this weird look like silhouette of me that was like this weird body paint. And the, the, the dude at the merch table was like pitching me this idea. And he's like, oh, you can maybe you come out and you have like, you know, uh, black light uh, body paints on. And, you know, you can kind of be like the black version of Jeff Hardy. And I said, what? What are, what are you talking about? You're about coming out painting myself, glowing in the dark. That's that's stupid. Why would anyone ever do that? You know? And then. <laughs> Seeing you come out with the whole okay. like glow entrance, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I should have embraced that because you know what I mean. Like you, you come out, you have like the uh, like the, the glasses with the words on them. They turn the lights off, and your lipstick is glowing. Your leggings are glowing. You have the like fur coats, and they change colors and the Technicolor. I'm like, this could be the best entrance on the <laughs> roster right now. You know. So I, I, I it's Crazy. just um yeah it's I, I I look back at it now and I think like maybe I should have embraced it and, and what you are doing is probably <laughs> what they were talking about but if they had described it to me in a better ver- in a better way than being the black version of Jeff Hardy I might have like I might I might have embraced it, it a little bit more they sold they it wrong they sold it all wrong but, yeah but you you do it out there I feel like you know uh, the entrance you. is a huge part of us right like what we do that's the first yeah. thing that people see when you come out. It's an experience that can be an experience in and of itself. And I feel like your entrance and then you come out and, you know, like you run out and and slide on your knees and you go like 50 yards somehow. Like, I don't even know how you do that, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know, like, what the point of all of that that I was saying. But I I will say that, uh, you know, it's it's just very just very impressive on so many levels. And again, 
like this is all hitting me going back to like the fact that you didn't you didn't know anything about the business, you know, and now I feel like you're you're one of the most impressionable people on the roster. People remember you when Thank they you. see you. You know, so so kudos, kudos for doing that and being able to make that shift, being able to reinvent yourself several different ways. That's a key in 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 longevity. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Kudos on, on doing that. And then, yeah, the rumbles. That's what we were talking about. But yeah, yeah, that's that. that was I will my say this, Cole, <laughs> you're selling yourself way short because I do inspire to be like you. And I've said oh, this to so many people. And us just being black, that's just a bonus. Like, that's just the perk. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's on period. Like, we do our thing in WWE, black people, period. Okay? But, <laughs> <laughs> but just your professionalism, you can ask anybody at work, like, who is the, the sweetest person? Who is the nicest person? Who is Who does everybody love? Nobody ever has anything negative or bad to say about Kofi and it's just how you carry yourself in the company over over the time and like your work ethic and just how talented and naturally gifted you are in the ring are the the reasons why and just to me like a a good baby face a great performer just there's no holes in your game just just all around if I can look at my career and compare it and would where I would want to go it's like the same is yours. And that's kind of like times where I wanted to give up. You know, I, I really look at you and be like, I can't complain. Like Kobe's has been here just as long and his grind and work is hard. And, you know, seeing that moment for you at um, Mania was just like, to me, that's, that's what it's all about. And in the end, no matter whether you're, you're highlighted how you should be or not, I feel like real talent and, it just can't be taken away from you. And if you're meant to shine and be that star, you're going to, you're going to be that with, with their help or not. And I feel like Kofi, you are a true testament to that. And it's just been really inspiring to me. And so, yeah, man. Wow. I, I, Don't I sell yourself short. Oh, come on now. When I am compared to you, cause I'm just like, all right, I'm on the, I'm on the right path. You know? Ah, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kofact and humble. He knows he brings people on to gas him up so he can get some compliments himself. There was one person I want to be like, it's, career-wise wrestling all of that is it's you which is why i be trying to do my thing at the rumble <laughs> <laughs> but see, yeah you set that, the bar too damn high now no no i i don't know i think it's i might be out of the rumble. Each year. <laughs> it's, it's y'all you guys raised the bar i was doing one thing a year you know and then you guys <laughs> come in and, and you're doing you know and you in particular uh i think what the one with the um Oh, you did like a, you like ran around the uh, like the barricade to the table to the stairs, and then you started doing like a, a, a like a snake uh, with the, with your feet on the chair, and then just started yeah. like snaking with your hands on like the wheelbarrow. I'm like, man, she just did like five years worth of things in one. That's not what am I supposed to do? But I love I love to see it. I really do. And a lot of people uh, like the the first thing like on my Twitter is everybody. Oh, you see what Naomi did? Oh, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm not. I can't. I can't really top that, you know, but I, but I, I love to see it. Like, you know, uh, I, I, 
I got the idea from John Morrison. So this is not my like, it's not my spot. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the rumble, yeah. beat, like doing that. It's not, it's not for me. I feel like, um, like seeing, seeing you guys do like these elimination stage with so much more creativity. I just love yeah. it, you know? And if I've been a, a little bit of an influence in, in any of that, then I, I'm proud, you know? Cause, um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like, I, like I said before, like you're, your your due is coming. You know, you can sometimes you can feel like the ground swell mm-hmm. and you can feel people starting to come from for you. And like I think like the 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 thing that I love about you and your story is that you don't go online and you don't whine, you don't complain. Some people aren't getting their due and they take to the keyboard, they start and, and it's it's yeah. understandable. They go and they go online, they start complaining and they, you know, well it's almost <laughs> like you're saying, like, you guys should be cheering for me because I'm working so hard and but yeah. yours is coming very naturally. You know, and and you can just feel thank it. you. You can just feel it. You know, so um, I'm excited to see it just uh, just explode and pop off. I feel like your time is coming very very soon. Thank you, thank you. I'm really like grateful for the career and like the moments that I've had and like the things that have happened. But it's like the thing about the beautiful thing about this job is that you can never stop growing. Like. If you if you really love it and you're into it, you're going to always want more. You're going to want to always want to elevate and continue to get better. And that's kind of just where I'm at now is like, you know, I, I really just feel like there's there's more to show and more to prove and more to do. So that lets me know I'm not I'm not done yet. And I'm still I'm still loving it. And I'm still I'm still here, you know. One of the things that I think of is the outpouring of love just from the clip of uh, you in the Royal Rumble. I think it was Charlotte and Bianca. Yeah. And I think it was so powerful. So many people who I realized, I think I was just going through the video on Twitter and I realized a lot of the response was from people who didn't even watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think there was just real power in just seeing you uh, wearing your natural hair, being mm-hmm. this powerful black, you look like a comic book hero. Um, and I think there was <laughs> so you. much love. And I think that the video had millions of views. It was incredible. Is you feel, I wouldn't say pressure, but I feel like there are a lot, there are a lot of black women and black girls who see themselves when they see you. And I think that's really beautiful. Do you feel any pressure or do you feel an obligation to represent them? Is there anything, I don't, is it a natural, is it a decision like I'm going to wear my natural hair, because I know you're always changing your hair. Is it a conscious decision for you or is it just you being you and people just take to it? (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely a conscious decision. And um, that's just something that I've always been proud of, that I've always been aware of to represent women like me, our culture, our people, not just being a feminist or just being a woman, but also, because I am black and I look the way I look and I talk the way I talk, there are people who connect with me differently and who identify with me because of those things. So that's something that I make sure I'm always advocating for and, I, and I'm proud of. And I remember in the beginning when I came in, I wanted to wear my natural hair and I was told, we want you to look this way. And I was shown one of my old magic pictures when I had like long, long straight hair in, and that's kind of like the look they were wanting me to go with and wanted me to have. And I was just like, okay, like, that's fine. And I just knew that this is, I can't do it now, but to get in the door and to get where I need to go, 
I'm going to look the part. I'm going to be the part. But once once I make it, I'm going to be me. And I finally feel like I got to that point where I was just like, you know what? I don't care. Like it or don't like it. I'm rocking my hair like this. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what y'all going to do. <laughs> but it's going down. It is rumble. <laughs> I just feel like that was just with everything going on in today's times. I just That's just something that I want to do, not just for, for myself, but for just the culture period to show like our we're beautiful regardless. And it was crazy to me, the response. So many people was like, so didn't understand what was happening with my hair. <laughs> like some people in the, like in the comments and stuff, they hadn't, they didn't even know what natural hair was. And it was like, what happened to her hair? What she do to her hair? Why is her hair like that? So yeah, man, I just think it was something that was needed to be seen, needed to be done. And a lot was said in that moment without being said. Is it, isn't it crazy? It's insane. It's insane. I love hair. I love makeup. I love beauty. I'm into all of that. I love being able to change up your look and having the freedom to do that and having the creativity to do that. So that's why you see me changing my hair all the time. But that that natural was something that that had to be done. (laughs) That had to be done. So yeah, I was happy to see the feedback and response about it. Um, A lot of people were happy and that made me feel good because there's a lot of little black girls that feel like they can't wear their natural hair or they're not as pretty with their natural hair just needed to be done <laughs> like like you said it's it's saying a lot with doing what seems like a little yeah simply just just wearing your hair and being you the way that you are is something that someone can reach to for inspiration that maybe when you were little you may not have seen someone in that position because like you said you were 21 it's the first time you saw live wrestling you weren't didn't even know that that women were wrestling so now, not is it a thing where people don't know women are wrestling, but now this strong black woman who is wrestling has her natural hair out and is whipping everybody's <laughs> like, like, like you said, you, you're a superhero in that sense. But, but you touched on the fact that you, you love, uh, you know, doing different things with your hair. Uh, we had a full episode about uh, men's hair care, <laughs> pretty much talking about <laughs> hairlines and all that stuff. So since you do go through different, so many different hairstyles, the very few different hairstyles that I've done, I know I've sat in a chair for like six hours at one point just to get oh, on yeah. TV for 45 seconds to show my hair a certain way and then sit in the chair for eight hours because taking it out took longer than putting it in. I can't imagine. I cannot even yep. fathom the hours that you have spent in a chair. So can you just speak on how you take care of your hair so well? Bro. Well, <laughs> I think what helps me is that because I can do hair, I can braid a lot of my hair. I do myself. but. In the beginning, when I just I didn't have the means and, and times and all that, I would try to like go to salons and do all that stuff. And like the the anxiety and the stress and the time from sitting in the chair, it is crazy. And I remember one time I sat in the salon getting these braids like all the way down, like past my butt for like 16 hours. <gasps> and then no. 16 Straight? hours, these beautiful braids, maybe like two bathroom breaks. Oh my God. I had like, I had like two people on my head. Like one was on the front, one was on the back, but the braids were so long and beautiful. I go to work that week and I realized like it's too thick for me to put into a ponytail and they're too, they're too heavy and too long for me to like work. They get caught up in the turnbuckles. They like um, people stepping on them when I'm bumping. I was like, Oh no, these got to come out. (laughs) So (laughs) I couldn't work with them. So I literally went to the hotel cut them out and was taking them out. I had them in for like two days. 
Wow. It was awful. It was <sighs> awful. People don't understand. Man, <laughs> the hair struggle. <laughs> but yeah, hair, man, hair health is real. Was it trial and error trying to figure out? Yeah, and like, I don't like. I tried the wigs, but that sucks because when you're working out and you're sweating, you gotta like. It's just, I my my head needs to breathe. Like, I could not keep a wig on all week and then like. <laughs> take it off you can't get under there to wash it and then you got to get like back to the gym and you got to drive and you got to go to sleep and like i can't be taking that on and off every night it's, it's just too much so <laughs> i've tried just about everything with my hair and that's why i'm just like when i feel like dealing with the struggles i will but for the most part i'm kind of just rocking doing the natural thing right now it's just less stressed on me and yeah the hair struggle is wild like people do not understand what women go through with their hair with this job and then being on the road so like it's just like going to a barber you can't just go to any barber right because they're gonna you either gotta worry about getting messed up or i don't know it's just like you can't trust everybody with your hair so like being on the road that's another struggle too then you gotta worry about like the tapings you gotta worry about those getting pulled out you gotta worry about all these different type of extensions that we try it's just like we all like make jokes about just being bald after wrestling. After <laughs> 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 wrestling, it's, it's crazy. The uh, struggle is real, though. Yeah, and these there's so many things that like I, at least we don't really think about. Because I mean, we think about going to a barber or something, but like maybe uh, you know getting like our beard trimmed up. But other than that, we're like, all right, we'll just throw on our stuff and go wrestle. It's like we don't even think about that whole side of the game. What you guys have now, right? On the road or on Dude. the it worked? Maestros. Yeah. Maestros, mm-hmm. baby. So we had my barber on and Kofi's been cut by him. So we had a whole episode. I don't know if you know Jay when you were in Tampa, but anyways, Big Jay the barber. Uh, but we had the same conversation about not cheating on your barber and how important that is. <laughs> and so, yeah. Well, that's, a real, that's a real thing. Oh, it yeah. is very real. It's very, they get territorial. So my <laughs> show is very convenient. Oh, very much so. And they can tell too, even if you're gone for a while. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> so it's great that Maestro's is there for everyone else, but I, I have to, uh, I got to go wait till I go home. From- <laughs> I, I like this. I like this that because this would have been fine had he not said that, but he knew he had to make sure. Yeah. So you know, again, let me know again. I got to reiterate it. <laughs> Maestro's don't touch me. Let him know. He might be listening. He might that's be listening. It. You know he is too. Just nodding his head in approval. Yeah, that's All right. That's right, E. <laughs> Keeps the chair open for you now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have with you today. Uh, we got to do like a part two, three, four, five, six. We of this. do, man. There's so much more stuff to we get do. into. But thank we you for do. being on. And where can, uh, where can everybody find you on socials? I am at Trinity underscore five two on Instagram and at Naomi WWE on Twitter. Fantastic. I'm not on anything else. Oh, really? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Facebook, uh, but I don't really use Facebook that much. Yeah. It's like, it's like Facebook's. I don't know. It's not as easy to get to on the phone, I feel like. Yeah, like, I don't, I just never really, I never really understood how to work Facebook. I know it sounds crazy, but there's, like, so many, I don't know. I'm just not best at technology. But, yeah, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Follow on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Xavier Woods PhD. Catch me on the YouTubes, up, up, down, down. You can follow me at True Kofi on the Twitter and at the True Kofi on the gram. 
And I am at WWE Big E on Twitter and on Instagram. But most importantly, your boy is on Cameo. And I'm doing all kinds of shout outs, all kinds of happy birthdays, all kinds of, oh, Tyler, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your new baby. I'll do whatever you want. I'm a puppet. Just put the words on the screen and I'll say them. That's what I do in my life. So book your boy on Cameo. <laughs> Somebody's gonna book in that Ron Burgundy cameo just make you curse a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you're letting your friends know to come and listen to it. And you know you did, because you know you wanted to hear the sweet voice of Miss Naomi. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends to go search for it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just type in the new day, click the pink picture with the three black guys faced on it. That's us. Hit subscribe. Let them know. Hold up. Don't forget to purchase our oh. shirt. We have a new day oh, podcast yeah. shirt. Yes. You can yeah, find it yeah. on WWE shop and it's strictly for the podcast. Yes. Also, I have a plug also for our charity tea. We have a new day charity tea. If you click the link in my bio, the proceeds go to the NAACP legal defense and educational funds. We have all kinds of shirt options for you. This one, this shirt goes for a great cause. So support that as well. Also, second charity tea, that's the uh, the the crew that plays Uno on Up, Up, Down, Down, to party. We got a charity tea. It's a Ooh. challenge tea. All, uh, all the proceeds going to the mail project. Another great organization. <laughs> Go check that out. Check it on the Twitters. Kofi, anything? I got no, I mean, I, I have nothing to promote. I got nothing to promote. That's it. <laughs> all right. Dope. Just peace and love. Yes. <laughs> thank you again, Naomi. We appreciate you. And thank y'all for listening. 